0: cambrian explosion
1: good afternoon listeners uh we've got an amazing episode lined up for you uh today uh i'm your host uh yawar on the cambrian explosion podcast with my co-hosts uh nabil and mawish how are you guys doing today yeah awesome uh, awesome awesome uh still uh there and uh kicking and living the human life uh we haven't been replaced by ais yet so Uh, We're going to do our exciting episode about, drumroll please, the Toronto Public Library cyber attack and the rise of the ransomware industry. Uh, So this is going to be interesting, but let's do a little segue first. Um, Nabil, you told me recently that you lost your wallet and you lost your library card as well. So what happened there?
0: Yeah, that's that's a funny little incident because I, I lost my wallet. I had to get all my cards renewed, including my credit card. I had a three hundred dollar charge, identity theft charge, on there. So that 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 I
1: that's right.
0: Somebody had used my credit card for three hundred dollars, and uh, thankfully the bank uh, uh, issued that back to me as a fraud claim. But I also had to get my library card renewed. Uh, you know, because I had lost my card, so I, I wanted a new one. And I, when I went there, the library just could not do it because mm. I'd just been hit by the by the uh, cyber attack. Yeah, the cyber attack. Uh, but I'm happy. I still don't have a library card, but at least I didn't mm. home right because Mavish was telling me about that uh, about identity theft and and what can happen with with people when that happens.
2: Right? Yeah. So. Uh... Last year, there was a story about a couple that um, uh, they went on a business trip. I think this was in 2022. They went on a business trip. They were out of the country for, for several months. And someone impersonated them, listed their house, uh, got a real estate lawyer involved, I guess, and uh, sold the house. Uh, and someone had moved in, taken possession. Uh, God knows what happened to the uh, the items that they had in that house, but someone had moved in and... Taken over, and then the people who were on a business trip came back and uh, found that their house was, uh, you know, inhabited by someone else. Thank goodness it was an AI. But uh, in any case, uh, you know that at least it was only your wallet because losing your house is is a big thing, and we still really don't know what happened uh, to them. And and I'm I'm still wondering if they got their house back, but. Uh, you know, it really makes you wonder about ransomware and just uh, all this uh, stuff that can happen when, when, uh, when someone does that to you. Uh, but uh, you know, going back to the Toronto Public Library, that's you know an even bigger thing because it's it's sort of affecting so many more people because they've lost their personal information. So uh, you know, it, it can be a very scary time. So let's let's get into it and talk about what that what that means.
1: Uh, Yeah, good news and bad news. Uh, First of all, Nabil, it looks like your personal information would probably not have been uh, stolen by that particular attack. Uh, I don't know about other attacks, but the Toronto Public Library attack, uh, they put out a press release saying that uh, only the, um, unfortunately, but only current and former Toronto Public Library employee data was stolen. So what happened there is that... um, They had all this data sitting in files on a network drive, an internal network drive, which normally people are not, uh, you know, obviously from the outside world, you cannot access the network drive. But somehow these hackers got into it and uh, they launched a ransomware attack against the DPL. Uh, DPL refused to pay and um, uh, the hackers... um, you Know, uh, carried out that threat and uh stole all that employee personal data. Um, and DPL's computer systems had to, IT systems had to be shut down, which is, of course, why they couldn't uh replace your card. Um, and I believe to this day, uh, DPL systems are on uh kind of like a hiatus and uh, they are promising that they'll be back whenever they can, but. Uh, it looks like they still haven't uh, cleaned up the whole system yet.
2: It's really interesting that you're mentioning it's the Toronto library. That's the last place I would think that I would have to worry about my information uh, because usually it's my bank or uh, something else the more confidential that I would worry about. But losing it at such a simple place like the library is
1: yeah is- who doesn't yeah. love libraries right everybody loves libraries who would want to attack libraries It's weird right but uh apparently this is not uh, like an isolated incident so the TPL attack happened on October 28th of last year uh but apparently so did another uh library ransomware attack uh the british library obviously in london england uh was also uh hit by a ransomware attack incidentally last october as well for all we know, it could be the same group of hackers doing uh, both attacks. Uh, and uh, in the case of uh, the British Library, uh, they, uh, are still, they are still still impacted months later, just like the DPL. Uh, their online catalog is offline. They still haven't restored services. Uh, so, uh, you know, what's going on here, right? Like um, these ransomware attacks seem to be stepping up and... In fact, uh, it is a booming industry. Uh, the, you, you know, if you compare it to a, a decade ago, ransomware was barely heard of. Nowadays, uh, it seems to be like a, a common uh, occurrence, almost everyday occurrence.
0: I'm I'm curious whether this was a ransomware attack that was precipitated by a technical piece or a social engineering piece. Uh, growing up I read uh, about uh, Kevin metnick one of the pro OG hackers and uh, I read his biography and a large part of his skill was social engineering he would just call people up and get information by by um, acting like some other employee or, or some important government official and 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 talking his way through there or even sometimes uh, you know being being very nice to ladies and talking his way through through being very nice to ladies um and and get the information and then at the same time it was also a technical acumen that he had and and it's the combination of both that he was able to use um because he knew what information to get to to, and how to test the systems Uh, and i'm curious whether this was both of these attacks were where which side they were coming from were they social engineering were they were the technical hacks uh, maybe maybe we don't know maybe no information has been proven.
2: you're saying he's the father of ransomware <laughs> basically he started everything
0: well in a way uh he was so good at it that uh, when they caught him they put him in jail and then they started hiring him to design systems for for Protection against similar attacks. So he's he's in a way, um, I I don't know his uh, total contributions to this, but he has been made significant contributions to to uh, government systems and banking systems protections. Around, have you seen the movie Catch Me If You Can? I
1: haven't, but obviously I've heard a lot about it. Uh,
2: yeah, no, I, I I've seen it. Uh, it's it's actually a very good movie.
0: It's about. Uh, a mixture of, of pre-internet days uh, hacking and social engineering, and it's very very um, interesting movie. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, he he impersonates being uh, quite a few different um, uh, professions and makes checks, particularly with the airline industry, uh, where he he will ca- you know create checks in. And cash them in a completely different place, um, knowing that that the ind- in the industry, at that time, information traveled slower. Um, and so you would get away with uh, a lot of money that way.
1: That actually reminds me of this very simple but uh, effective attack. Uh, people literally just send invoices. They make up invoices and send them to big companies. Now, these big companies, they get these invoices and they think, oh, here's an invoice. I have to pay this off. Uh, and they just pay the invoices, and uh, the invoices for literally nothing. Right? It's a fraudulent invoice, but um, you know, uh, you know, people were actually paying them. Uh, in fact, so much so that nowadays, uh, any companies which um, uh, if you're a vendor to one of these companies, they make you go through, jump through all of these hoops nowadays. To uh, they, they have their own in, digital invoicing system, and you have to sign up in that system, and you have to send an invoice through there, and you can only sign up if you have, you know, obviously, uh, you you were given the invitation to sign up and stuff like that. So uh, now, for security reasons, companies have locked down and clamped down on these kinds of practices uh, because. There's so much scamming and fraud out there nowadays. Um, just like it's a, it's a totally unbelievable level uh, nowadays.
0: mavish, I, I want to check in with you on this. There's identity theft around jobs, et etc, that also happens. Have you had any uh, experiences within the Hr frame of of coming across uh... Uh,
2: yes, actually, I uh, work in um, uh, in in h r and just getting uh, people hired. and you know, we had uh, uh, an individual who was contacted by somebody about a job and they asked for money. Uh, I think he, you know, uh, but it was uh, over $500. And uh, it was something along the lines of, you know, we need this for office equipment. If you pay us right now, uh, you know, we'll get it to you and then pay you back and it'll be on your first paycheck. And then within a day, you know, this person who's desperate for a job uh didn't really want to check in with anybody because he was just wanted to get the job and move forward, lost that money. And it's actually happened quite a bit. Uh there was another person uh, uh previously who actually gave their uh SIN number uh to a company that wasn't verified. But these days LinkedIn has like a verified member button <clears throat> that uh You can check, so everybody should be checking if, for example, it's job-related, whether they're verified on LinkedIn, when did they go on LinkedIn, how long have they been a member there. You can even go onto the LinkedIn company pages to check if that person actually works there. Uh, However, processors are becoming very smart. They they will even get a copy of uh, the signature of the person and send it. Uh, every time, um, you know, I've had several jobs in the last year, every time I, uh, I I start a new job, I will get an email from the CEO of the company stating, and I don't know if you guys have had this either, but in my spam, it'll be there, oh, hey, uh, Mavish, I need you for something really urgently. Can you respond to this email? And uh, I, I'll get it not only on my personal email, but somehow this fraudster has gotten my company email too, and so I'll get this uh, both. And um, I remember once I, I woke up one morning uh, checking my email and I thought it was a dream because I couldn't find that email after. And I was like, oh, no, my my boss needs something from me. But it was actually a fraudster. And it was just it was very crazy. So, yeah, tons, tons going on in the HR side.
0: Yeah, we, we have a quite a deep uh uh, spam uh, checking training. That that um, at least in my in my previous three four five jobs that that I've had, they've made us go through this because oftentimes that's that's the entry point. Grab one person, uh, be able to either either on a social level socially hack them or technically hack them with an email spam email like this. And that's that's your entry in there. And once you're in there, I mean, yeah, where you were talking about that cat and mouse game that, that governments and, and, and companies and hackers are playing. So tell me more about that. That sounded very interesting. Right.
1: So, yeah. So the news here is that, um, you know, compared to a few years ago, uh, the ransomware malware industry has really taken off. Like there's um, like it's an order of magnitude more um, money flowing into those. Uh, Through those attacks, for example, uh, I'll quote an uh, an economist article uh, which talks about this. Chainalysis, a data company, estimates that ransom payments between January and June twenty twenty three that's first half of last year added up to four hundred forty nine million dollars, compared to about five hundred and fifty nine million dollars for the entirety of twenty twenty two. So two years ago, um, that's. more than uh, doubling and the pace seems to be accelerating. So why is this happening? Well, uh, one, well, the, I, to me, the key enabling factor is the existence of crypto. Uh, before crypto, uh, it's just not economical to carry out ransomware attacks because how are you going to get the payment, right? Uh, you can, people would ask, the ransomware attackers would ask the victims, to buy like um, I don't know um, uh, gift cards uh, and send them the and ship them the gift cards right. It's it's really inefficient way of doing it. But now with crypto, all you have to do is say, send this much money to my Bitcoin wallet, and I'll give you the a wallet address. This is the address. Just send the money there, and then they move the the cryptos through a bunch of untraceable routes so that uh, the money can never be recovered again or it can never be traced uh, you know who owns those wallets so uh, the rise of crypto and uh, especially um, it seems to be that um, you know based on this article uh, there's a uh, large there are large groups of um, ransomware uh, uh, attackers who, who band together into these kind of like entities and they carry out these attacks Many of them seem to seem to be in Eastern Europe, even to the extent that um, when the uh, Russia-Ukraine war started in 2022, uh, there was a a, 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 a significant down uh, downward uh, trend in the attacks, uh, the uh, uh, ransomware attacks. Why? Because the Russian and Ukrainian uh, people uh, who make up these groups. They, they were like arguing with each other, like right? they fell out with each other because of the war. So the, the attacks that they together used to carry out uh, naturally decreased, uh, you know, when the war started. But then over time, the attacks have resumed back to their normal levels.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that because just recently there have been like Russian hackers that were hacking into into Ukrainian infrastructure for like cameras and stuff, because you mm-hmm. know, to, to get some video footage of the missile attacks that, that, that were happening, mm-hmm. um, that, that happened. Um, it's also interesting you say that because uh, I, I do want to give a shout out to Coffeezilla, it's a YouTuber that I follow. Mm-hmm. And um, he's outed a bunch of scammers um, by, by um, uh, talking about what their scams look like and how they're doing them. Um, and, and a lot of it has just got to do with crypto. It's it's crypto has made it, and NFTs have made it so easy to scam people, um, yeah. directly. And, and the catch of it is trace, untraceability of funds. Uh, how, how they're, they're, uh, and the convenience of doing crypto, um, is, is, is what's, what's helping all of this happen. It's, it's become a really unregulated space in, in effect. and, and my hope is that we just had the F, uh, FTX uh, incident happen, you know, uh, with uh, uh, Sam uh, going to jail for it. Sam
1: ackman creed, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so my hope is that that's not the end of it. And there's actual regulation that comes out of this because right. that's a Wild West kind of space, the crypto space.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, at its core, uh, you know, you can prosecute and regulate the the companies, but at its core, crypto is a peer-to-peer network. So you can never regulate um, the core protocols of crypto that run independently of any companies or systems. So I really, I don't know what's going to happen in the future because it looks like crypto is set to grow as an instrument of criminal uh, money laundering uh, and financing, uh, and there seems to be you no know, stopping it. So I wonder, I mean, there's going to be probably new strategies needed to um, to combat this.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I was just going to say the way that people just think about it is, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of, I'm sure both of you have gotten text messages, oh, your account has been compromised, click this link. Uh, the government of Canada has seeing that this has happened. You are supposed to be going to court. Please give us a call back, you know, uh, or click this link to go to the CRA website, right? So I think, mm. uh, you know, it, it's growing a lot more. And it, it's interesting because every time I travel, I get less of these texts. The moment I come back, I get two texts a day, just mm. trying to get me that. So I think it's really going because now you're having all these, uh, you know, ransomware uh, individuals who are uh, quick enough to just get that money from you with those links. Uh, but it brings a question to mind is uh, what can people do to protect themselves against ransomware? What are some simple strategies that we could do every day to just make sure that we right. don't get caught up in, in some of these things, other than not dropping your wallet and, and losing everything, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. on a, On a personal note, how can you protect yourself at a personal level, obviously? Um, You know, uh, Mavish, you mentioned that you use uh, password managers, right? Obviously, that's a good, really good idea.
2: Yeah, I, I use uh, LastPass specifically. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, what I do with mm. my passwords is I don't trust anything online. So mm. I encrypt my passwords, too. So it's like I'm the only one when I see the password, I know what my password is. I don't save my banking information on them. It's just more for me to have a reminder what my password is so I don't forget it.
1: Yeah, I I use a password manager as well for a long time. Uh, You know, obviously the the, the trick here is to um, be very uh, careful about setting up all of these things, right? Like you have to pick really strong, very strong random passwords. Uh, You have to really strong and random security answers and questions you know how people always complain that uh, oh uh, my security questions are like what was the name of your first dog or what's your uh, mother's maiden name and I you know and anybody can hack into my account just by you know guessing these or knowing these facts about me well the trick here is that you don't actually uh, answer with the Actual names, right? You you make up random things and put the uh, put them as answers for those security answers. So uh, you know, obviously, password managers, pass, strong passwords, um, use multi factor authentication with, a, with an authenticator app like Google or, or whatever you know you prefer. Uh, so there are plenty of ways to uh, kind of make it much much harder. And less economical for people to attack you. Of course, there's phishing attacks, fraud, you know, all sorts of attacks. Uh, you know, people will send you emails, uh, hoping to get you to click on something. You know, on in your web browser, often when you click on something, that's where the danger happens. When you click inside a web page, uh, you don't know what's going to happen because there could be all kinds of scripts running there. Uh, you could uh, be redirected to to a fake page that looks like a real page, and you could enter your information. You should you should always check carefully check the domain name and the and the certificate and the trust levels and stuff like that. Browsers have gotten better at protecting us from those kinds of things, but they can't be hundred percent, right? So you be careful.
0: My little tip on tip or trick on this is to have separate email addresses for communication and for having my my financials like critical financials and then also not just separate email accounts even with the password manager separate passwords for financial information as well as my communication based tools just separating those two out means that most people when they try to phish me they're trying to phish my communication emails and even if they get those they're just getting hold of my communication, not my financial information. Uh, that's completely a separate ball game. trying to get that.
1: So, yeah, on a similar note, uh, uh, another recommendation specifically from Canada, where we have the, uh, you know, the interact system uh, where you can send money to, from one person to another uh, when, you know, when you both have bank accounts, obviously, uh, is that uh, when you send a, a pay, you know, when, when you send somebody an Interact payment via their mobile phone or email address, uh, they're sent a confirmation message and asked to, uh, you know, answer the security question and stuff like that, uh, which is actually uh, a vector of attack, which can and has gotten hacked. And, uh, you know, the money can get stolen that way. Uh, So one one recommendation for Interact is to always, uh, send uh, to set up auto pay auto deposit on your interact so when you like um, receive money uh, it will automatically be deposited into your account without any like um, further actions required very
2: interesting okay. yeah I, I always found the tap function on the our credit cards in Canada a uh, the uh, you know so in this case for example the Nabil as our mm-hmm. use case for this podcast you lost your wallet someone doesn't really need your pin pin code they can they can keep mm-hmm. purchasing things $100 $150 and it will mm-hmm. go through right just by a simple simple tap um, i used to work in uh, credit cards in the beginning of my career and uh, that was a big problem if someone took your credit card and they just kept tapping people didn't even know that you can mm-hmm. call in and set a limit on that or disable it if you if you wanted mm-hmm. to so uh, and this is 10 years ago
0: that's actually worth talking through. So one, disable your tap on your debit card because when it's taken out of your debit card, it's taken from your account. It's not taken from the credit account. If it's taken from the credit account, then there's an insurance on it. So you you, you can do a fraud claim on it. So number one, disable your debit card. Number two, put. uh, there are two types of limits. There's a daily limit and there's a tap limit. So there's a daily limit of Let's say $500 or $300. You can't spend more than that on the credit card. And then there's a tap limit of $100. You can't spend more than $100 in one tap. So those kind of limits can also be set. So set those according to your choices or preferences, whatever amounts you're comfortable with. But I think that that's an important thing to do. And I had those limits set, which means I only got, although they could have tapped over a certain amount, um, they only tapped about $300 on it because they couldn't tap out more.
2: Uh, yeah, and it's important to note some banks have it over 100 You can still tap over $100 on your card because I noticed that with some of my... Um, and that's another tip is I, always, I bank with two different banks because if something happens to one of my banks, I have another bank account to fall back on. Uh, but I noticed in the different mm-hmm. credit cards I had in those banks, uh, it, it was not... It's over $100. You can still tap, especially when I'm doing groceries. So that is uh, something to note of and something for me also (laughs) to learn in here to go back to my bank and and make sure that that limit is set. Uh, But yeah, you need to know how much your bank has increased that limit to because it could be $300 and then your credit card is stolen. You are still have somebody who's tapping, 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 (laughs) and you're in big trouble then.
1: So question for you guys then, uh, what would you do if you were hit by a ransomware attack? Would you pay the ransom or would you risk not paying it and get, getting your data stolen? It's a,
0: it's a, it's it's an, ind, it depends question, right? Uh, what are the, what type of information are the, mm-hmm. the ransoming? Yeah. Uh, if they are, if they are looking at my, my, Set of compositions that I have made and stored on my computer for, mm-hmm. for music. Absolutely, I'm paying for that. Mm. <laughs> if it's wow. if it's my office stuff, I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the insurance will cover it.
0: I have my priorities wrong. I know, but that's how it works. <laughs> <in my head. laughs>
1: well, you know, there's um, a just as there is a um, kind of like a budding. Uh, cyber um, criminal industry driven by crypto uh, financing. Uh, there's also like th- there's kind of like a cat and mouse game going on with the response to these attackers, where uh, actually governments are employing nowadays large legions of um, you know cyber IT people to or hackers to their own their own government hackers to to attack the attackers, right? Because that seems to be. Uh, the only viable or best strategy to shut them down is, and they've actually had some notable successes uh, recently. But the problem with this strategy is uh, that it's very expensive and it takes time uh, to successfully shut, attack, and shut down these other criminals, these malware um, ransomware criminals. So, I mean, the 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 takeaway for me from all this is that yeah, this is a, a booming industry and we need better security protocols to kind of, you know, in the future going forward, we need better, we need to get really, really much better at security uh, than we are now. And uh, the, the way things are going, uh, you know, it, people are trying to solve this from various uh, angles, but uh, I think it's going to be kind of like a combination of different um, tactics.
2: Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to come in and say, Yawar, yeah, I'm I'm uh, glad you think we're important enough that we would get ransom attacks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are, you know, of course, um, Cambrian Explosion. So, you know, who knows? We might get uh, hit one day uh, for demands or because of demands of our amazing episodes. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Same. Explosive uh, updates on our personal side for doing this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we have some explosive news. Yeah.
0: So I, I I, actually want to mention that, you know, we should uh, do an episode in, in the future, not the next one, but in the future, mm-hmm. just going into the tactics that, that governments uh, have been using because, you know, there was the deep web, uh, what was that website called? Silk Road. Yeah, Silk Road. Yeah. That's very interesting. And how that was done, that's an interesting story. There's the uh, what the FBI did, uh, FBI or Interpol did with the mm. app that they created uh, where, where they were able to capture criminals use, using that secure app. Mm. Criminals thought was secure, but was actually run by the by the um, police agency. So there's, there's an interesting story there to maybe cover in the future of how the governments are, are actually combating, not just... Sure. One yeah, time.
2: for sure. And uh, as always, we've come to the end of our podcast. We're going to ask everybody to please give us a, a like, follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to us from. Uh, just uh, give us your feedback. We'd love to know what different topics you'd like to uh, speak about and, and what we can uh, give you more explosive remarks on. If you, if you haven't already, please check out our previous uh, podcast which in which we talked about whether AI will be taking your job, uh, in 2024, and um, we uh, had a lot of fun with that, and it's kind of carried on in this podcast as well. I think we we touched upon some topics there too. Um, we are going to leave the next topic up in the air. Uh, we're going to be deciding that amongst ourselves, but it's going to be awesome. And uh, until next time, uh, I, we hope you have a great, great week ahead and. Uh, It was fun talking about uh, ways I'm going to have to look into making sure I'm secure (laughs) moving forward.
1: Right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, This is Cameron Explosion signing off, and see you next time. Cheers.
2: Cheers. See you next time.